for me, the way of playing games can be overlaid on everything we do in life to eliminate the war quality and, and be able to play the game really well to access what you're going for but not have the war that can happen in some meetings <laughs> as we, in some situations. Playing is, as, a, as a stance works in every situation if you're serious about it. You can't be crazy about it, but you gotta be serious, you gotta be serious about it. Use your teammates, learn the rules, figure it out, keep the game going. Here, and here's the, other, the biggest thing was when I, doing games around this community or when I was a kid, we used to always check the teams out and make sure that they were equal. After we got started and figured out, we get going, okay, are these, is it even? No. Okay, throw them over on that team. Boom, away you go. And then last goal wins. So in other words, you'd find out when everybody was tired, wanted to go home, and you say, okay, last goal wins, which eliminates all the winning <laughs> and you go everybody goes home happy amen <laughs> very good so jazz went you caused me to go a different direction than what i was going to speak about and i'm going to choose the jazz want inspired direction which is which is the topic of board games when I was younger. I played religiously with, with immense passion a game called Stratomatic. It was a sports strategy game where baseball was the best, but they also had hockey and basketball and football. Baseball was unsurpassed fun. And it was strategy, dice, lineups, you know, you're, you're managing a team trading. Best thing in the world is to make a trade with your friend. And then the leagues we would build. And every year, Stratomatic would set out a new year, new year of cards because now it's 1975. So now you buy the 1975 deck that has every baseball player that even took like four at-bats during the season has now been made into a mathematic card that is accessed through dice, a red and two whites. So what I learned from this is just that I wanted to be a coach when I grew up. This was a big contributor to me wanting to coach sports because of the, the strategy that I love so much, even if it was just a, a card game when I was 13 or 14. And then I also realized that I was very lucky. So if a home run was one on the white dice and seven on the red dice, one seven, one seven, one seven, one seven, I win. <laughs> I was, and there was only one of my friends who was probably a better strategist than I was and just nearly as lucky as I was and he, he so the league would be big but it would really just be between he and I because we were both fanatical so it was great fun to also have somebody who was an, uh, an equal in in competition and also a very close and dear friend so the joy and the fun and the play was like 
you know, I was beating or wanted to beat or compete against somebody who was good because we even involved our parents. My dad was in the league. This other kid's dad was in the league. So, you know, it was sort of like showing computers to your parents now. So like you have the dice, you have the cards. Wait, I'm confused already, you know. <laughs> you know, so it was similar in bringing our parents into this world that we had created in our neighborhood as well. So there's that aspect of gaming, which is, again, segues to our gaming that Jazz and I do a lot, is it's a way to spend time among friends. You know, oh, you mean virtual games? Virtual games or board games. You know, board games when I'm young and virtual gaming uh, with you and many others, but really now just you and Claude. Um, yeah. that it's, you know, as we've come to know playing with Claude twice a week, it's really, a, it's like sitting down and playing a game of cards, except we're just killing monsters. It's a conversation. It's about the game. It's side conversations. It's, it's just a wonderful, like gathering, like a, of three friends playing a game. Didn't start out that way. Yeah. So no. Yeah. Well, it was um, interesting when we go back to the childhood and games. I remember this game, which which we invented, and it was like it was quite an interesting game. But yeah, there's there's lots of great games and strategies, and but the the game, it's uh, there's a, there's an end goal. There's a, there's a, there's an end goal, or is there? Or isn't it you get to the end goal and then you play another game? Exactly. Keep the game going is yeah. the end goal. Keep the game going for as long as you can. Yeah. You know, days and months and years and, you know, that's my goal. Keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't well, have last goal wins, Jim, but we we played until the sun was no longer available and uh and we just played football or baseball or 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 hockey you know my dad would even play in the basketball games in my i had the basketball hoop in my driveway and my dad would compete as if he was 16 he was known to throw these massive you know <laughs> middle-aged guy elbows at my friends who were quite good at basketball i was not and he was going to win. Yeah. Ah, grab the rebound, you know, like, whoa, okay. So Fred's dad's, you know, serious about this. Yeah. Well, well the, the games, the, there's a lot of um, the biggest guy has the advantage. He's, he's, got the, he's got the weight, he's got the height, and he can sort of push you away, which, which I, I always felt, you know, being a smaller a littler guy that it wasn't really um, fair or kosher and uh, you know and the rules were very sort of um, you know gray so they were open to interpretation so the big guys would put playing soccer and stuff the big guys would just push you over and this fair shoulder barge you know <laughs> And then what you get to do, and then you get to go for these balls, and, and you know you could get your leg broken if you if you tie, timed it wrong. Somebody misses, you, you touch the ball, and it moves on, and 
then your legs in the way where the kick is coming. <laughs> so the you know um, what Maradona said about sports was that it's deceit. It's all about deceit. How so? And you have to you have to deceive your opponents. And it's legit. It's legit to deceive. You can't, it's not cheating, it's deceiving. And I thought it was a great, you know, because that's, you know, you want to beat something. Somebody goes there, you go there. You know, it's all about finding a way to trick them. You know, and it's, I mean, if that kicks over to winning, then that's where the, the sadness comes in often, right? Just the despair. <laughs> but, you know, but if you just keep thinking of another way to deceive, that didn't work. Can I find another way to deceive, deceive, deceive? You're always in that real good hunter head kind of thing, you know? You're, you're, you're figuring it out. And, uh, yeah, I was quite impressed with him. And he was a little guy, but legs like freaking stumps, eh? <laughs> Well, that that brings me to Sun Tzu's Art of War, which I haven't read, but people who have read it, one of them told me that it's all about deception. Yeah. And, and then you're like, well, is, it, is that like the sucker punch? Is, is that like the, yeah, no. And then you suddenly punch somebody, right? And it's like, well, that's that's not really that's how the little guys win <laughs> <laughs> yeah break 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 his legs <laughs> yeah. well i i remember when when um, during one of these uh, video gaming things we were playing uh, i think it was diablo 2 and we were we were it was the start of a new ladder and we were playing and we were playing and we were getting our butts kicked. And it was in the Diablo Sanctuary where you, you, you light up the things, four or five of them, I can't even remember now. And we were just getting our butts kicked and butts kicked. And then something happened. And I, I'm not sure what happened, but there was a, like a there was like a, a switch just got suddenly thrown and we were kicking their butts. And this had just been like a matter of minutes. And uh, it was like, it was just incredible. And I, I remember phoning Fred and this was at two o'clock in the morning, my time. And I, I know it must have been three or four because we were playing, <laughs> playing, playing uh, pretty late into the night. And and I called Fred, and we were just so excited. What the hell happened? When we were playing Diablo two for so many years, in so many different ways, with so many aims and goals, um, there just were so many lessons that I I don't recall about winning the game became so ordinary and so easy at one point, many, many runs into it, um, that 
it wasn't how it wasn't about win, winning against the game it was about winning against the game in an interesting way with a limitation and so what if we didn't pick up health pots okay can we still win the game what if we wear poor equipment can we still win the game etc 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 and you know i don't want to brag and explain how we beat technique it. well technique is what it was all about for me it was like learning the technique about how to be a team player because i you know i have a tendency to i have a hero complex sometimes especially visible in video games and my hero complex which was uh, an unknown part of myself i didn't know it was just being me but within the game, the context of the game, well, why was out in front killing everybody when there's seven people behind me and I'm running out ahead to get, you know, slaughter a bunch of monsters and then in the process likely get killed myself because, you know, I didn't have my friends around me. So Hero Complex was exposed in the game. And I went, oh, I do do that. And I imagine it happens in, in, in nearly every game we play seriously or play seriously is maybe not the right word, play with enthusiasm and focus. There is something to, it's a bit of a mirror, you know, and that was the, one of the most amazing things about playing with the group for all those years is the D2. And for those of us who played all those years, put in all those hours and all those strange, strange circumstances, we got to see it was a way to see somebody's like fanny you know they were just so utterly exposed in the game that it was a bit embarrassing because people excellent played the way they are in life and they play the game the same way like i had the hero complex i had to work on that still working on that and the those Parts of ourselves were easily seen. When Orders. I was a school teacher, <laughs> Orders. <laughs> you know. when I was a school teacher teaching <clears throat> young, you know, grade one, two, three, four, grade one, two, three, passing was not something that they wanted to do. They saw no, no, there was no uh, sense of reward until I gave them, taught them how to do the give and go, <clears throat> which is probably the biggest play in, in sport. You pass to somebody and you go for a pass. So because you're connected to them, it's quite an easy thing to do because you don't have to look all around either they're right there. And once they got that, then it broke into, oh, I can use my, my friends, I mean, the other people. They're valuable. They're valuable. And then you start looking for the optimum situation. And, you know, and away it goes. But if you don't want to pass, <laughs> you know, which is kind of hero -y. Gaming is to the game of life. I mean, what's the purpose? <laughs> it depends who you ask. <laughs> Keep, keep the game going, right, Jim? Well, I keep the game going, and the sense of artificiality of a game is not gross. It's not unsubtle that it's just a game. 
It's, it's not uh, a weak need stance, which a lot of people say, you, you know, like, you know, it's, you know, it's just a game. You're just playing around. You're just playing. You're not serious. Well, you know, I mean, it's it, it, a lot of it. If you can keep a playful stance, you're smarter. Playful stance is smarter than a real, you know, you know, angry or you know, not angry, but just really earnest, really intent. It overpowers your thinking capacity. Where play, if you're playful and and looking for things and light light on your feet, you see a move, you you do it. You see a move, you see a move. But to, otherwise, to, you want to do your moves. I just want to do my moves instead of playing with the game and attempting other moves, eh? And I think it's a, it's a real attitudinal stance for me, you know, that makes, you know, going into the Bardos and playing a good concept, being able to play, you know, what, what better stance is it? Really, you know? <laughs> to just one's point, to just one's point, that's how you play the game. And if we go back to Jaswan's initial story about the yellow properties in Monopoly, to go come back around to the beginning, that he had noticed, he learned, that he doesn't have to copy the successful path to domination in Monopoly, that he had this idea, well, what if I buy the light blue properties? And he won. So to when, we're, when he introduces, when Jaswan introduced the idea of the game of life, and then Jim so elegantly described how you play and how you approach the game of life. And that is, a, again, another thing that I think we three share is that there were, there is the way to play. This is the successful way to play. And these are the aims supposedly made up. I mean, that we're supposed to accomplish to win the game. We don't need to go over them. Everybody knows. However, how are you going to use this life to play this game? Uh, you know, do, are you going to eventually come to the view that Jaswant did and was like, I don't have to go for the yellow properties or Jim's stance of, of more of a dance or more of a, uh, of a, of a playful nature, but he, in the way he moves through life is playful. But that's a, that's a style that Jim has discovered works. So when we say, you know, the game of life, I think it's, it's, it's more, uh, it, it's also fair to ask, how do you play the game? Not necessarily what you think the, wi the win is, but how do you, how have you adapted to this game? And how have you both addressed the game? Like you do have to move around the board, you do roll dice, but it, within those limitations are lots of ways to, to play. No? Yes. Well, well interestingly, no, I, I don't know how things are for the young kids nowadays or whether it's just because I'm older, but in, in the early days, it used to be, you know, you you gotta win, you gotta win the game. You gotta you gotta get a lot of money. You gotta have a big house and, and this and 
and um, you know it's um, now it's not like so much uh, the 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 end point has seems to have have moved or maybe the aim has moved how has it moved um, uh, well it's it's almost like uh, you know no matter how much well part of it's it's watching people who have a lot of money and have a lot of riches you see them and you think uh, yeah well they, they just seem to have way more problems than anybody else and it's not like they're 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 happy in 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 where they are and maybe as in is in a monopoly you know you, you're just a, a participant you, you, your role was never to win I, re, I remember one of the one of my uh awakening things was the um there used to be a movie called jason and the argonauts oh there still is it still exists and it, <laughs> yeah and, and jason was fighting the skeletons and everything and then and then they suddenly switched scenes and it was the gods up above and they were looking at like a little pool of water and they were saying, yeah, well, maybe if you move him, I, I think, I think I'm, they were taking wages and, and that sort of like, oh, really? So it was like um, coming in from a small to a, a macro dimensional point of view of what's, what's really going on up above. And you know, maybe it is how how you play the how you play the game. Like you know, no, don't throw any sucker punches. Yeah, you can choose that. I'm not going to throw a sucker punch in this life. That's how I'm going mm -hmm. to play. Mm -hmm. And and being nice. Yeah. But but you you sort of need the. The total arsenal of of all the weapons, and knowing when to choose, right? I mean, at some point, maybe a sucker punch would save your life. Right? I hope it wasn't a vow that you would never <laughs> use a sucker punch. <laughs> well, well, and it's it's sort of like knowing when to when to play when to play which card. But what about if we if we continue down the road a little bit of a video game, for example, and we think of the characters that we chose to or created or designed to play in this Earth game, as it's often called. So if I do superficial, I would say Jimmy chose to play in the game as a teacher, a rural teacher, Jaswant banker, finance and me also a teacher, and we fall into that role, or that character, it's better as a character. And then, so we, I'm in the teacher class, for those of you out there playing role-playing games, right? And so that provides a certain level, sort of a bottom floor, <laughs> you know, the top floor of, of possibilities, you know, it's not going to, you know, not going to be a wealthy profession, but I had a lot of time off. So, 
within those character classes, teachers, and then all the other ones, for example, we could have chosen to play the game as artists. How risky. You know, it can be one of the most, from what I can see, one of the most rewarding careers, games, characters you can play, but it also could be, there's a very low floor <laughs> as far as the the possibilities, you know, it could be really rough. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm also interested in like, I, I, I often use the language like, you know, I, I chose, you know, I'm playing the game this way would be something in interactions with people. Uh, business interactions especially, I imagine you say, well, I'm going to play it this way. Like, as you were talking about cards before, like what card to put down to get a deal done. Mm -hmm. So, or with the, within the school, it's also a game the school's designed. I'm sure your school had its particular qualities and quirks. And within that, Jimmy, Jimmy was in that uh, realm of the teaching game in rural Canada. No? Yeah. Well, I remember one guy came up to me. I was struggling with his kid. And I was like my only my second year. And I, I talked to him and he said, I said, you know, I told him what I thought was going on. He said, well, you're a teacher now. Deal with it. I know you know, and it was I know that and it was so and it was like I said, yeah, but you know, I mean, I I knew the guy, you know, I partied with him, I knew him around, you know, and he said, bam, that's your role, and I'm not letting you bend your role. I've got an idea of bonehead <laughs> teachers. You're it. See you later, man. You know, I was like, holy cow! He didn't want to play. He wanted to win. He didn't want to hear about his kid doing something wrong. It's fucking teachers and talking, you know. Oh, but you know, that's all. But, you know, that's that's people force you into to roles, and then they don't let you play. They make you stay in that. You know, this is this is what you're going to do, and you can't play with it. Yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's an interesting. Um, segue because I mean I don't know I ever chose this this profession whatever whatever it is I do and and even when we when we for me anyway when I when I first got into banking I was like well I don't want to play it like this but so, soon, sooner or later <laughs> One way or another, punishment, carrot and fear, you know, um, yeah, you, you, you sort of have to play it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, and then you become and, the and role. You can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to tell my students later in my career, I say, listen, I'm here to do the verb. I am not the noun. I am here to teach, but I am not a teacher. So can we separate verb and noun here? Allow me to do the verb, but don't hold me to the noun. <laughs> <laughs>